1: And they get personal. Pros covers everything from your concerns to diet, exercise, and stress levels to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. Did you know, for example, that Minneapolis has like weirdly hard water, which apparently was affecting my hair so like some of the ingredients that they put into my hair care was to like deal with the fact that we have hard water
0: wow I love that they also asked me things like you know because I've had a baby recently like am I still breastfeeding what are my hair goals and I also really appreciated they asked like how much effort do you want to put into your hair (laughs) (laughs) because I'm at the point you know I used to (laughs) let yeah I used to do those you know put effort into my appearance, but now it's like, I just want to be able to walk out of the door without feeling (laughs) Um, self-conscious. This is truly such a genuine endorsement. I've really enjoyed using these products.
1: But don't just take our word for it. In a third party, double blind, dermatologist supervised control clinical trial, this is like the gold standard of all of these trials, Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back.
0: Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering our listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com/justbreakup. That's p r o s e.com/justbreakup for your free consultation and and 50% off your one of a kind formulas. Pros.com slash just break up.
1: Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy. But you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com.
0: Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't wanna hear. My name is Sierra Mulder,
1: And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're gonna to answer a letter from somebody whose current relationship feels haunted By her shitty ex. Ooh. Mm -hmm. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners.
0: We are, not, we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. We are not accredited in any way whatsoever. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love.
1: All right. We are going to dive right into this week's letter. And this week's letter comes from Haunted and Tired, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing from The Void. Just a content warning that there are themes of sexual assault in this letter. I'm a 24-year-old cis woman she heard dating a 26-year-old cis man, he, him. Let's call him Tommy. Tommy and I have been dating for about a year. We actually bonded over the fact that we both listened to this podcast, major green flag.
0: That is a major green flag to me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tommy is kind, communicative, funny, and a good listener. He makes my love feel easy, cliche, and oversimplified, I know. And I am so grateful that we have found each other. He makes me feel so seen, so happy, and so loved. For the first time, I have been able to say that I feel as though I am dating my best friend and the love of my life. A few years before I met and started dating Tommy, I had been in a relationship with a guy named Blake, he, him, optimal douchebag name for a douchebag guy. Sorry to all the Blakes who listen, I'm sure that you're all very lovely. Blake and I dated for one year, and then we were on and off again for about two years after that. After a lot of therapy and space, I can now recognize it as an extremely toxic relationship. I'll spare you the gory details, but he often took advantage of me while I was asleep, and then he made me feel at fault for feeling uncomfortable with it. Eventually, we did the block, 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 and I feel so at peace that he is out of my life, almost." As I'm sure you can imagine, I have worked through a lot of the trauma from this relationship. I'm doing much better now, but every now and then I still freeze up during sex with Tommy. Not because Tommy has done anything wrong. Tommy is amazing and always notices when I freeze up and stops immediately and he holds me and lets me cry. He's understanding and compassionate when I talk about it. However, I can't help but hold resentment for the fact that it feels like Blake is still taking up space in my relationship, even after leaving each other's lives." Romance-wise, I have completely moved on from Blake. I'm so happy in my relationship now, and I'm so grateful for this abundant, nutritious love that I'm experiencing with Tommy. However, the more I heal alongside Tommy, the more angry and resentful I feel that Blake is still making his presence known in my current relationship. I do not wish to excuse Blake's actions by any means, but I'm so exhausted from feeling so angry towards him. I don't want to feel love or hate towards him. I just want to let go of him completely. How do I come to terms with the fact that Blake will now have a place in all my relationships because of his actions? Is there any way to reframe my relationship with Tommy that does not include Blake? I'm not sure if this all makes sense, but I've been struggling with this for a long time. I also want to clarify that I have been going to therapy for years, and I strongly encourage anyone who relates to this letter to do the same if they have the means. That being said, I don't hear about this specific issue a lot, and I would really appreciate any advice. Even writing this out has been helpful, though, so thank you for giving me the space to do so. Sending so much love to my queer aunt and uncle, Haunted and Tired, The Void.
0: Oh, my darling. Thank you so much for writing, for trusting us with this letter. I love this question. I hate that it's um, heavy on your heart right now um, and showing up in your life uh, in ways that feel unfair, you know, non-consensual, you know, you don't you don't want this person around. You just want to like, let them go. I relate to that feeling so, so much. I, there've been a handful of things in my life, especially over the last couple of years in which I say, like, I just, I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to feel anything about this anymore. I don't want to put any emotional energy into it. Um, And it also reminds me of like the last breakup I went through. I remember telling you like, I don't want to do this. I don't want (laughs) to like, I don't want to have to, Fucking get over somebody and like put myself out there again. And I think that we often forget like the emotional labor of healing, you know, of, of even just carrying around what feels like the corpse of a, of a memory or a corpse of a person with us. I want to muse on some ideas specifically, um, what you, the letter writer wrote about you know, that that Blake is going to be a part of all of your relationships moving forward. I want to sort of explore that assumption and offer a couple different ways to approach it. But first, we're going to take a very quick break.
1: Use the middle person. <laughs> just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do.
0: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash just That's rocketmoney.com slash just break Rocketmoney.com slash just All right,
1: everyone. Welcome back. Uh, Thanks again, Haunted and Tired, for writing to us about this haunting that you're experiencing of this terrible, terrible ex who's impacting your relationship with, with your awesome new boyfriend, Tommy. Tommy, hi. Thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Tommy, um, you're a babe. Yeah. <laughs> so I also really want to sort of muse on this idea that like the people that we've dated like come into our current present and are like in our relationships with us. Um, because I think it's a really interesting sort of way to think about the ways in which like trauma or like our histories kind of like stick with us. Um,
0: and
1: I, and I don't know that I have like a really sort of firm view around like what is a, uh, more helpful for me way to think about this kind of stuff because I, I think that this letter sort of brought up a lot of like musings <laughs> like I yeah, think that's yeah. why Sierra and <sighs> I were both really drawn to it yeah. and I think it's like it's um, you know I definitely have experiences with past people exes or whatever it is who absolutely sort of have shaped my understanding of myself and the like stories that come from that continue to impact me in really positive and negative ways, right? Where it's like, oh, you know, this person said this particular thing about my body. And now every time I see that particular element of my body, I like think about it, right? Mm -hmm. Or like, Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. this person uh, did this thing. And now I'm like really guarded around people, particularly in this place because of this thing that people did. And I, I think that like this idea that that we're being haunted by it, um, know that it's actually super helpful for me to think about it in that way because it feels really external to me right where it's like um it can be really helpful to name some of those things where like these stories come from but this idea that like oh this person is just going to keep intruding in my life kind of like denies me of any sort of autonomy power or ability to sort of change some of those stories or narratives for myself right like It's like this idea that like this, there's going to be constantly this person behind me whispering in my ear about this thing, but that's not true. The person's not actually there. Like the person that's whispering those things to me is actually myself, right? Like I learned Mm. those stories from particular people, but I'm the one that keeps repeating them to myself over and over and over again. Right. And so I think it's like, I think it's kind of helpful for me at least to think about it in a way that's like, yeah, for sure. I learned some fucked up things from a lot of fucked up people, right? Like from, you know, parents to exes me. to friends, yeah, <laughs> to Sierra for sure. <laughs> um, but the only one that's really in charge of, of deciding what's going to be different for me is, is me. Like I have to make the conscious choice to like, when that kind of stuff comes up to, to be like, hmm, this is, this is the thing that's happening to me. Right. Like, yeah. and it's, it, I have some control over it for sure. When it comes to like PTSD and stuff like that, that needs to be handled in a way that is like, uh, done professionally. Right. Cause like PTSD stuff will like bring you back immediately to like where you were in that moment. And that's like mm-hmm. not a helpful place to grow. Like that feels very different than sort of these moments of being like, Oh, I'm sort of, I'm seizing up or like, I'm, 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 what was the word that you used? Like I'm freezing during sex. And instead of being like, God, God, this is Blake. This is Blake. This is Blake. Instead sort of being like, oh, this is the hurt person in me. Right. Like, and this Mm -hmm. person needs love and tenderness and care. And I, and that's actually the important thing, not to say like, where did this come from and who's the asshole who did it to me? But instead saying like, oh my God, I just froze up during sex. There must like, I must be so scared. I must, there must be something that's really happening here. That's really causing me distress. So how do we do it in a way that like takes care of ourselves instead of saying, I wish I could go back or I wish I couldn't hurt the other person or like, yeah. you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know if any of that yeah. makes sense, but like that's... No, it
0: totally does. Let me, I, I will piggyback off of it. I, I think what you're ultimately saying is it makes sense why we think this way. It makes sense that we say, oh, I don't want to... I don't want Blake to show up in all of my relationships moving forward. This feels really unfair because it, it makes sense that we're speaking from the now in that moment. Mm-hmm. But the—the the, when we choose to look at it that way, even if it's very reasonable in the moment of our pain, it denies us um, so many other things, like the fact that over time, things fade and change. What this reminded me of... Um, is that toxic idea that like all of our sexual partners stay with us. And we know that that idea comes from like a a toxic purity culture that wants to shame people in, you know, who have multiple sexual partners as though they are somehow like, you know, less valuable the more people they have sex with. Well, you know, quick aside, that's not true. Like your past sexual partners don't stay with you. They don't define you. Um, they don't, uh, lessen your value as a human or whatever. Um, and similarly, that idea that like our exes stay with us all the time, the people who hurt with us stay all our time, you know, that's not true. They don't, they don't stay with you all the time. The, The past is the past is the past, right? And that idea doesn't really fit. Like we can't totally let go of that idea because we are affected by what happens to us. You know what I mean? So a a big thing that I want to muse on is like, how do we strike the balance between saying, Blake is not going to be with you forever and you are changed fundamentally by that relationship. So how do we live in the middle ground? How do we support ourselves in the moment how do we nurture the the triggered person that we are or the wounded person that we are? How do we acknowledge that we're angry and frustrated and apathetic towards this person who just keeps showing up in our minds? And and how do we also make space for the fact that like time heals a lot and we haven't had time yet? Or I'm going to be changed by this person, but I'm not going to think about them in 10 years. And when I do think about them in 10 years, it's going to feel differently Um our past can shape the choices that we make in the future, what makes us feel safe and unsafe, how we respond to or how we are activated by certain behaviors or certain experiences. And also, our past is just that. Like, there, I think... The reason why I I wanted to muse in this episode and not necessarily give you any direct, like, you should feel this way, you shouldn't, is because I think it's somewhere in the middle. I think it's all of the above. And I want to share one thing that, like, um, I think I—one thing that I was reminded of when I read this letter that happened to me recently. um, I've talked a little bit about my birth experience, about how it was—did not go the way I wanted it to and was— pretty traumatic. And I, I'm not going to share the details of it. It's just the one thing that I like, don't want to share. I've been asked a couple times and I just, I don't want to. (laughs) Um, But I will say that my daughter turns one this month and um, I was in the bath the other day, like thinking about her birthday party. And I like looked down all of a sudden um, at my my cesarean scar, a scar that I have hated all year that I haven't wanted to touch. I have like a uh, nerve damage from it. And so it doesn't feel good to be touched there. I told my therapist over the summer that I hate looking at it. I hate thinking about it. I, I used that word and I said it like that and I meant it. I hate it. I hate it. I don't even want to think about it. I don't even want to touch that part of my body. And then the other day I looked down at it and realize that I don't feel that way anymore. I don't feel that way anymore. And I can touch, I can touch that scar and look at that scar and recognize that I don't want it. I never wanted it, but I have it now. And my life is so much more than just that scar. And I offer that very (laughs) personal, specific, like unrelated story, just just, just to give you a glimpse of the very tangible truth that this is how you feel now and you won't feel like this forever. Um, and I know, that, I know that could be a very like, like, oh, Sierra, I'm in pain right now. Sort of story like, you know, of course time heals things. Ugh. Like, I don't want this to be trivializing. I just want it to be a concrete example that this summer I fucking hated the scar and I didn't even want to look or touch this part of my body. And now I can. And now I can
1: for sure absolutely yeah and i think it's it's about like the integration of those experiences into our our sense of self right into our identities into the broader picture of who we are right because it's when we've experienced some sort of trauma like that it's really easy to assume that that thing is going to define us for the rest of our lives, right? Like this is the worst, the horrible thing that happened and everything I do will be impacted by this horrible thing. And it is the only thing that defines me. It's the only sort of moment in time that's gonna be with me for the rest of my life. And what what actually happens through the work that you're doing with your therapist, or I think it's which I think is really lovely, um, is that those stories that we tell ourselves or those stories of those things that happen get sort of integrated into the rest of the stories of things that have happened to us. And it becomes for sure still an element of who we are, but it's not the thing. Right. So instead of looking at this and saying, Oh God, I, I I froze during sex. This is Brad, 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 or not Brad. (laughs) Sorry. All the brads out there, Blake, 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 Blake Blake. (laughs) Um, is instead that it's like, it's part of the work is, is sort of being like, Oh yes, this is happening. And it's a product of Blake. It's a product of this thing. It's a product of all of these different experiences that I've had. And what I don't need right now is to like excise the part of me that's causing this harm, but instead to say, this part of me needs love. This part of me needs care yeah. because it's not going anywhere, right? It's yeah. still going to continue to be with me. And it's, it's a part of me in the same way that the love that I got from... My parents is part of me or the same way that, um, that really great experience with my best friend changed my life or whatever it is, right? Like it's part of many positive and negative experiences that you've had and yeah. that's all really easier said than done, right? Like it took me years to be able to integrate my experience with my dad, the, the actual act of like walking in to find his body, right? Like that was something that I could not talk about for yeah. three years After it happened, like could not even bring the words out of my mouth to describe it to people and, and through the work have now become sort of, it still triggers me for sure. Like I'm even triggered right now, having said it out loud and it is also the size of it is so much smaller now. Yeah. Right. It fits better within my body because it's not sort of outsized overwhelming. So I think what I would love for you to do is to continue talking about this, continue to find words to put around it. But I also want you to, to show some love and compassion for the part of you that is still holding on to this thing. Yeah. Right. And say that it's not bad that you're holding on to it because it's always going to be an indelible part of your understanding of yourself. And to say to that part that's holding on to it, I see you and I love you. And yes, we can keep this. I know it's important to us. And, It's also part of a vast library of different experiences that have led us to this moment and to our understanding of ourselves and our relationships with other people.
0: Yeah, totally. And honestly, if it's not abundantly clear, I think Sam and I both really relate to this letter. I mean, I wrote an entire collection of poetry about an ex seven years after I did them. (laughs) You did. And (laughs) that collection was all about me struggling to find forgiveness because I was still angry because I was still activated by the thought of him because I still felt like there was stuff that I had to unearth, you know, and, and process from. And um, I think this is, this is so relatable and so reasonable. I think it, like Sam said, I think it's amazing that you're working now to find the language, right? Um, It's okay to keep talking about this. It's okay to, uh, it's so obvious that you would if no one said this to you yet it's so obviously understandable why your body wouldn't necessarily be caught up to your brain or your heart right mm. like it's so understandable and we need to give ourselves grace and compassion for all of the different working healing systems that are that are that are at play right now um this is just more reason to offer yourself tenderness, to explore those wounds, to explore what does it feel like to put them on the back burner for the day? Like, what would it feel like if you intentionally redirected? What would it feel like if you talked about this with your partner? You know, all of these different things. Um, You're on the right path. Um, I hate to summarize our advice into like, it'll take time, you know, or be patient and kind to yourself, but that's ultimately it. That's what we're inviting you to do is like, um, trust that you can endure this. You're resilient, you're compassionate, you're smart, and, um, you are brave and, uh, you deserve all this good, true love that you're getting from Tommy and you're also learning to give to yourself.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing and for trusting us with this big meaty question. We hope that this helps. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you want more content from us or if you want ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to all of our main episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod.
0: You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite relationship memes. Most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at JustBreakupPod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise.
1: Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers, giving them relationship advice.
0: Just Break Up is a production of DuVid Media. Original music, recording, editing, producing, all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and his music on Spotify and remember, it's okay if it doesn't feel good right now. It's okay if you're tired of healing, if you're tired of dealing with it, if you're tired even of thinking about it. It's okay if it still hurts. It won't feel like this forever. You're not alone. You're doing everything you can, and you are in the right place. And if all else fails...
1: Just break up.